Listen, at this point, it's been a whole year. If you don't know three black bitches who love true crime, then what is you doing? This is the I Ain't a Killer podcast. Hey y'all. Hey. Hello. Welcome back. The Killer Bees. <laughs> One day I'll grow up. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the part two of the episode that y'all listened to last week. Mm-hmm. Um, messy, messy, messy. Messy. So I don't think we have any updates, but I guess I can get right into this um, current in crime. So this is an article from CBS New York, and it was published on August 5th. So the title is Matthew Webb Dies of Injuries After Being Shot on the Job at McDonald's in Brooklyn. A vigil was held in Brooklyn on Friday for the McDonald's worker who was shot on the job and killed over cold fries. What? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Matthew Webb's family was extremely emotional, but say they are grateful for all the love and support they've been receiving during one of the most difficult times of their lives. Matthew Jeremiah Webb was a loving, fun, respectful young man working two jobs, putting himself through school. He was an organist at the church, making something of his life as a man before his life was just viciously and senselessly stolen. A family member told CBS too. Loved ones and coworkers say the 23 year old victim would give you the shirt off of his back. All Matthew was trained to do, grew up to do, is to love and care for others. And this hurts us to the core to know that we have lost something very special, another family member said. Suspect Michael Morgan is accused of shooting Webb outside the restaurant Monday after his mother got into a confrontation over cold fries. He was arrested and charged with attempted murder earlier this week before Webb passed away from his injuries. Oh, I didn't realize it was the mom. So police say since Morgan has been in custody, he has also implicated himself in the 2020 homicide of Kevin Holloman. The 28-year-old was shot and killed about half a mile from the McDonald's where Webb was shot. Damn. So he's making this a habit. Right, right. Oh, so cold fries. Organizers of Friday's vigil prayed for both victims as well as the shooter. Quote, as long as there's life, there's hope for him to be a better person, said Charmaine Bird. In a statement, the owner of the Fulton Street McDonald's said, we are heartbroken by the passing of our crew member as a result of this senseless act, and we are thinking of his family at this time. We will continue to cooperate with authorities as their investigation moves forward. Webb's family says he was a peaceful man, and they're asking the public to remain calm in his memory. Meanwhile, Morgan's mother, who was on the phone with her son during the initial argument over the cold fries, is not facing any charges. Morgan's girlfriend, 18-year-old Camilla Dunlap, has been charged with criminal possession of a gun for allegedly hiding the weapon used in the shooting. Morgan's mother was on the phone with her son during the initial argument over the cold fries. So it kind of seems like the son wasn't even there when the mom got in the argument. Yeah. From that statement, right? It seems like, I think she was there and then... Got into it, and then he's like, "Okay, I'm coming down." Yeah, and then he yeah. came. He came back to McDonald's, Damn. which is so fucking 
And it's ignorant. Like they die over it. Right. Over some, just tell them to drop the fries again or get get some more or something. That's not worth somebody's fucking life. No. But. Wow. It sounded like he was into that murder shit already. Right. Yeah. That's so awful. It is. And then the girlfriend also was charged. She was only 18. Like, you just fucking up a lot of people's situations. I'm right. sure that mom feels like a complete ass now. Like, right. was it that deep? It was not. It was no. that serious? Some fucking hot potatoes is never that fucking deep at all. No. Like, mm, but, yeah. Awful. And that's another thing, too, like, with people who work in fast food, everyone's like, oh, it's easy or whatever. Or, like, they, hey, yeah, they can no, pay 75. Yeah, no. You got to deal with so much, even before it gets violent like that. Like mm-hmm. even even the fact that you would get into an argument with somebody over some cold fries is like, because I'm pretty sure at some point you could have either just like bought some more, had some more dropped, or you know something, or go to another one. I don't know. Whatever it is is better than killing somebody. Right. somebody killed. Yeah. Wow. I know she felt bad as fuck. I hope so. I was about to say. I hope she does. Mm. I hope she, she directly does. caused that incident. There's no reason for her son to even be there. Right. I feel for the worker who was killed and their family. Absolutely. And the other employees that were there, I'm sure they have uh, PTSD now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you can imagine you over here trying to just put together a sandwich. You look over and your coworkers getting shot mm-hmm. over yeah. some fucking fries. Ooh. Yeah. Horrible. It's absolutely terrible. All right, y'all. We're going to be back with our part two of Army Hammer. Welcome back, y'all. Hey. It's part two of Army Hammer. So we did the the men and his family. Right, in the game. You said in the game. (laughs) We did the men last week. That was messy. Okay. Because, you know, he got it honest. And so now we're on to Army Hammer and his allegations and a couple of his blind items. So uh, content warnings, again, gun violence, um, improper use of BDSM tactics, I will say. Um, sexual abuse and financial abuse. And if I run into any triggers within the story, then I'll say them before we get to uh, whatever we're going to talk about. But let's go. So Army Hammer's real name is Armand Hammer. Oh. oh. <laughs> so the the tradition in the family was that all of the men. Uh, so uh, ever after Armand, like uh, Julian and Julius and all them, mm-hmm. um, it's you're supposed to have like your first name and then your middle name is supposed to be Armand okay. whatever. But at some point, um, and I'm thinking, uh, it's Julian's brother-in-law was like, I had a vision and I think that his name should be Armand. Like his first name should be Armand, like not his middle name. So it's one of, yeah, one of the family members was like, no, his middle name shouldn't be Armand. They should change it to the first. So they changed it to Armand Douglas Hammer. He was born August 28th, 1986. If y'all remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he also was super put on the map when Call Me By Your Name came out. He was fucking on Timothy Chalamet. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
He attended Faulkner's Academy in uh, Governor's Harbor, Cayman Islands, and he went to another school. It's a Christian academy that his father founded called Grace Christian Academy because his father was like a benefactor and um, head of like a bunch of different Christian Christian organizations. His mom was like super, super Christian and like, of course, money laundering and like, you know, all this stuff like that. So, you know, the more organizations, the merrier. <laughs> so his father founded the school in the Cayman Islands and that's where he went uh, for five years before moving back to L.A. So he dropped out of high school in 11th grade to pursue acting. His parents, he according to him, his parents disowned him when he did this. But then they ended up kind of coming around a little bit later. Probably after he got successful. Yeah, right. most definitely. I, yeah, because acting, huh? You gonna, you gonna be in a Mr. Clean commercial? <laughs> right. No, we're not doing that. And we're rich. Like you, you making us look bad. But I feel like all that other shit y'all did made y'all look bad too. Right. So. Right. So yeah, Army described his uh, upbringing as picaresque. I think it. I think it meant to say picturesque, but I'm gonna read it how he said it. Um, as a child in the Cayman Islands, he said that he, you know, we used to run around with a machete. He would like, you know, he, like he was a wild kid, like Mm -hmm. cutting down stuff, climbing trees like Tom Sawyer. And then when he moved back to LA, that's when it sort of started to become like very alienating for him. Um, he said he much, he very much identified with Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. Um, he was always by himself. Um, he set stuff on fire. Oh, he no. dropped out of like he dropped out of high school. So it's like he's always just like trying to get attention and stuff like that. He was always like by himself and he felt very alone and like very much like an outsider. Um, his parents were very image conscious and very very religious, hence the Christian Academy. But then it's like also your daddy not sorry <laughs> can't be <laughs> right. Um, so in twenty eleven, Hammer was arrested at the the border for having weed in his car um according to the hammers talking their way out of the situation Mm -hmm. um he didn't understand interstate weed law so basically like he didn't understand that like oh he couldn't take weed from like mexico to texas or whatever like he just got confused about the law so that's the reason why he got confused please and and then the charge 2011 Mm. (laughs) but they white and they're the hammers they got all that oil tycoon money he didn't have to pay no time for this shit whatever casey his aunt the one who actually y'all wrote that book Mm -hmm. um she also described a time that they got into a severe car accident um and she had coke on her at the time and when she woke up she heard the police saying something like cocaine or whatever but nobody ever like filed any charges nobody ever pulled into the side of it because it's the hammers and they got hella money which niggas had the type of power, but she knows whatever. Okay. Right. <laughs> so this is the beginning of like him getting into trouble. And then this is also when like you start to hear people talk about like how he is um, as far as like being in a relationship with him and like being close to him and stuff like that. And a lot of this is self like, like he, t- like he said this in interviews, this is like self-described. Mm. Uh, he said, one chick tried to stab me when we were having sex. <laughs> I'm sorry. Which sounds like sexual assault to me. Uh, what he said that she said verbatim true love doesn't leave true love leaves scars and you don't have any oh and and she tried to stab him with a butcher knife no and he continued to date her for seven months 
And I'm just like, I don't know what kind of thrill you got from that. I don't know, you know, if you thought that shit was cute or whatever. Mm. The bitches who try to kill you got good coochie. I don't know what the... And now they do be saying that and they do be being true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be able to... <laughs> but um, maybe it is. I don't know, because he stayed with her for seven months. So that makes sense. Um... She also recalled a violent altercation with a homeless man. Why are you getting into it with the nigga who's sleeping outside? Like, right, you have millions of dollars. You won. Like, Just leave him alone. Right. Right. Walk, walk away. He said, my wife says I have a frontal lobe issue. Your frontal lobe controls your danger response. And it was like, whoa, I shouldn't be doing this. So she was one of the people who like testified to like him being like weirdly dangerous and like having a temper. Which he, one was described by their wife as like having no feeling for other people's feelings? That was the original Armand. Right? Mm-hmm, that was okay. Armand, yeah. He recounted the story of a multi-day beer-soaked bachelor party that concluded with an epic bonfire, a giant tequila bottle full of gasoline, and a machine gun. <gasps> Yeah, that's how that's literally how he described it. So I'm guessing it was like shooting machine guns off in the woods or whatever. I don't know. This nigga sounds hella fucking dangerous. I couldn't handle being around a nigga who do shit like it's that. Wow, wow. more wealthy like frat bro dudes don't die. Yeah, like, that's what you do for fun, right? Get super fucking drunk to the it's point where you don't remember shit. Yeah, they dodge death all the time, and they got the money to pay for the wounds too. It's true. Good lord. Um. So his wife, her name is, uh, well, was named Elizabeth Chambers. Um, He discussed the effect that Elizabeth had on him in the bedroom by saying, I used to be a dominant lover. I used to like to be a dominant lover. I liked the grabbing of the neck and the hair and all that. Then you get married and your sexual appetites change. You can't really pull your wife's hair. It gets you to, that's right. I'm like, that's how you stay married. The fuck? <laughs> Period. No. Like, if y'all stop fucking, then I might you we might as well just be friends. The fuck? Anyway. <laughs> it gets to a point where you say, I respect you too much. Oh. To do these things that I want to do, which I think is some fucking bullshit. That's that weird like Madonna horse shit. Literally just about to say it. Like Okay, yeah, if your if your sexual appetite declines or you know, something something physically, medically happens between a marriage and, you know, your sec you don't want to have sex as much as you used to, whatever, that's a completely separate thing. But like I respect you too much to fuck you right. Like that doesn't yeah. that doesn't make any sense. And I also don't respect anyone that I have good sex with. Right. right. That's so weird. That's fucking weird. Or like I can only have good sex with people I don't respect. Right. right. Ugh. So after that interview, Army said, you know, he regretted drinking too much during his interviews. Like he was going to stop and stuff like that. But then he went on to do a profile for British GQ in 2019. And him and the writer drunk so many martinis that the writer blacked out. So it's like you literally did the opposite of stop, sir. (laughs) You you got somebody else to do it with you. Right. The one person who needs to be sober. But also as a writer, that's how kind of lit though. Like I'm doing this interview of this high profile, rich white nigga. And he got me like, I don't know, drunk. I don't know. I just think that's cool. But like not the blackout part. Like that's not. (laughs) Definitely writing some lines about it. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Kelly? (laughs) Um, 
So his reported uh, social media likes sort of um, gave way to like, I guess, like describe his um, his uh, habit of like bondage and stuff like that because he's very fond of it. Instagram was very wild for ever having that. For to be able to see other people's likes. Yes. Yeah, I don't. It's like technology is weird because when something stopped happening, like mm-hmm. I forget that it ever happened. That was yeah, yeah, that was not a good feature. It was not not a good feature. Didn't Twitter have something? You can still see what people like on Twitter. No, but it was something else. It was like the heart used to be something else. Didn't it used to be like a star or something? I think it was oh. a different color. Mm. Yeah, and then because when they changed it, I from, I remember I specifically remember one platform where they changed the like color or something. Everybody was like, "Oh, this is gay" or something like that. <laughs> so I don't know. I was like, "Was it? Was it a star? Was Please it a thumbs up?" The gayest thing Twitter ever did, and if you know, you know. No, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Who chose that name? Still have that? No, <laughs> not fleets. <laughs> I didn't they either, they either didn't have any queer people in the room, or they did, and that person was like. I was like <laughs> No, no. Cackling? <laughs> right. And giggling in their back? <laughs> I didn't, so I didn't know what Fleet was until Fleets came out. And every, like, quit Twitter, it was a day. It was a it was a whole era by itself because when I tell you all the gay niggas on my timeline was like, who chose this name? Why did y'all choose this? And the memes and shit, it was funny as fuck, but I'm like, why is it funny? <laughs> and, like, you know, somebody put me on, I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's what y'all get for being homophobic and not hiring queer niggas for y'all consultants. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, his social media likes, um, you know, they were all, like, featured bondage. Um, he also spoke profusely about his love of knots to Playboy. Um, he actually went on the... He actually went on Stephen Colbert and had, like, a knot tying contest on The Late Show. And he told InStyle, I've never admitted this before, but sometimes I carry a rope to practice my knots. Which up until this point, I feel like that's kind of hot. Like all this, yeah. all the stuff that he's doing, oh, okay, cool. Other than the you know Madonna horseshit, but you know up until this point, I'm just like, okay, BDSM, like that's fine. Yeah, we love a little shabari. So army, um, oh okay, my bad. I'm, I skipped over a spot. <laughs> um, we don't have to take this out because I have to just scroll back to her name real quick. Hold on. I copied her last name, but I didn't copy her first name. All right, y'all. We'll be right back after we pay some bills. Are you a huge cunt? Us too. Wait, can we even say cunt? Of course. It's empowering these days. Cunt, 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 cunt. I'm Ange Ballastone, a.k.a. the drag queen, Fat Girl Gina. And I'm Mike Fails, just a normal gay guy, I guess. And we're the hosts of The Big Cunty Couch, a gorgeous new talk show podcast where we invite queers and peers to sit, bitch, and be fierce on a huge-ass couch while we gab about all things gay. So come get cozy and cunty with us. We're pan for platforms, so find us anywhere online and get listening, sweetie. Or watching. Or both. Otherwise, why the hell am I in full drag? And we'll see you on The Big Cunty... Oh, wait. I thought we were going to say that together. No. (laughs) On the big cutty couch. Mwah. No. Vusakovic. Courtney Vusakovic. That's what it is. Let me make sure I got this right. Okay. Um, we can pick up right back here <laughs> for, for the for the fast forward. Okay, so Army meets this woman named Courtney Vusakovic, and she tells um, 
she tells the press, um, she does an interview about like what it was like to be with him. And she says, day one, he makes you feel bad for him. Uh, it's when he makes you, it's, it's when he makes himself look like a victim. He love bombs like crazy. Um, you've never felt more special in your entire life. I've never seen anything like it. We're in a restaurant and I'm sitting across from him and he pulls my chair over right next to him. And in front of everybody, he's hugging and kissing you. You're the only girl in the world. And then he starts the manipulation and the darker stuff. One of the most shocking things that I realized he did to other women is when he says that he never tied up a human being before, only mannequins. And she remember thinking like, that's kind of weird because you don't say, I've never tied up a human before I've tied up dolls. You say, okay, like, like that's weirder than saying I tied up 25 people basically. Right. So it's just, you just should just go ahead and say you did it. <laughs> and, and do you just have like mannequins in your house? Right. Which is very that's creepy. fucking creepy. It's very fucking creepy. I hate mannequins. So she dumps him because she's out of there and she's scared. <laughs> I feel her. Um, as soon as I heard mannequin. <laughs> I'm out. So in September, um, at the time, uh, this person uh, was 22 years old. Her name is Paige Lorenz. And she said, too, that, like, she immediately, like, like he immediately tries to make you feel sorry for him. She says that he gave away a sort of a fam- um, uh, family secrets, a lot of really dark stuff. I felt confused as to why he was telling me this stuff so instantly. It was stuff that I would never share off the bat. He said his grandfather was this kind of very scary person who had these crazy sex parties where there would be guns, which was Julian. Mm. But said, um, but said Lorenz, he thought it was cool and he was kind of proud of it, uh, which is like, yeah, no, <laughs> you should be proud of that. Um, so Army took Lorenz, uh, Paige Lorenz, to Texas to meet his mom. And uh, this was the exact same MO as Vucicovic before she broke up with him. She enjoyed the trip because it felt like a normal relationship thing but suspected that Armin's relationship with his mother was very complicated. His mother spoke to directly to Paige when she met her and said, I fear that the devil is trying to take my son. And even though she's very religious, I feel like that's a very scary thing to say about yeah. your own child. Mm-mm. What? I'm immediately... Li- I'd, two things I will always believe when it comes to someone saying something about a man. If a man has a woman best friend or friend in general mm-hmm. and she says he's a dog or something's wrong with him, mm-hmm. I believe her. Yeah. And if a woman will say something negative about her son mm-hmm. and like they have a decent relationship, I'm definitely leaving. Yeah, like, no. I'm gone. I would like just reading that for real because I saw it on the caption first, just reading that kind of like gave me chills a little bit because it's like you can see it in his eyes. There's something off. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so for her to say that, like her knowing him and like, yeah, she's like, super religious or whatever but like for you to walk up to his girlfriend and say that yeah and that's the first time you meet her yeah um yeah what's the what's the next flight out of texas <laughs> right <laughs> um so yeah so she was also worried that he didn't believe in god which i'm like oh okay that's a, that's a little less scary than what the fuck he'd be up to <laughs> um <laughs> Lorenz broke things off with Army um, after <laughs> he started making rules for me that I couldn't do, um, who I could have over and who I couldn't. Um, he told me that I couldn't have anyone else in my bed. Mm. And then I just really started feeling really unsafe and really sick to my stomach about things. I was also emotionally dependent on him. Lorenz ended the relationship over text because you never know what you're going to get with him. He's kind of a scary person. Ooh. 
So Vucicovic explained that um, on one account uh, to Arizona, this is the girlfriend prior, um, in Arizona, uh, Army was drinking like super heavily and he persuaded her to participate in like BDSM, but it ended up going too far. She said it was a bondage scenario that I was not comfortable with. And he sulked, like he just started brooding. He was very cold and angry. And so he did that to like, I guess, guilt her into doing it. And then um, she eventually consented. And then she regretted doing that, Mm -hmm. which became his MO with like other women as well. So in January, 2021, an anonymous Instagram account, um, releases all these screenshots and it claimed that the text messages were between army hammer and a bunch of different women. Um, army immediately comes out. This is, this isn't real. This is a, just an attack or whatever. It's an attack on my character mm-hmm. or whatever. And I specifically remember this because I remember being like, Oh, that's that white dude from, you know, like, <laughs> what's up? Like I'm, I'm, I'm my boyfriend. thought he was cute. I mean, he is like, conventionally attractive or whatever yeah, yeah but it's but conventionally strong on that like strong on the conventionally right um so i'm like what that white man do <laughs> um <laughs> it one of the so i'm gonna read some of the text messages one of them says i have a fantasy about having someone prove their love and devotion and tying them up in a public place at night and making their body free use so i guess like everybody just run up and like do whatever they want to do whatever my bet was going to involve showing up at your place and completely tying you up and incapacitating you and being able to do whatever I want to every single hole in your body until I was done with you. Every hole? Ears? Ears? No, that's not my first question. What are you doing? What are you doing? Nose? Nostrums? One of them said, I'm 100% a cannibal. Um, oh, oh, what? Wait, <laughs> I was like, about to fly past that. <laughs> I was about to, but then I, I had to correct myself. It was a handwritten note. It was not a. It was not a screenshot. It was a handwritten note. Says, That's worse. <laughs> That's a thousand percent worse. It's giving like interview with a vampire kind of like a handwritten note. I feel like who still mm. writes notes? Like <laughs> no, no, it's very Twilight of you. Please, <laughs> but um, he said I'm 100 percent a cannibal. I'm going to bite the fuck out of you. Um, there is nothing sexy, cute, or funny about that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, Lorenz, so Paige saw the screenshots and she was like, oh shit, like it's gonna go down. Like all the shit that he made me do and like how it was being with him or whatever, now it's gonna be public or whatever. Right. So, she said she fucking froze because he would say, she said, because he would say weird stuff to me, like, I wanna eat your ribs. Um, <laughs> And the scariest part of it was that she actually did love him, which is, I mean, mm. I I wasn't there, so I can't say that, that don't or do or don't make sense. Maybe because I mean, we got I bad vegan. Eat your ribs? Yeah. I mean, I'm bad vegan. What the nigga was talking about the family and going up in the sky to to go to the wheel and the dog. Honestly, I'm gonna take that over somebody telling me they want to eat my. Ribs. <laughs> There's a difference between I want to nibble on your earlobe. I want to put your right. toe in my mouth. Right. My ribs are in my body. <laughs> like, you want to nibble on... Because you can't get to them without going through some skin. Like, So what are we talking about here? Maybe he just wanted to chew on no. the little edges. No. <laughs> that's how it works. That is not how it works. Stay away from my edges. The little part, the little poke out right below <laughs> no. under your crop top. No. That doesn't um, feel good. No. <laughs> she said he had a certain hold over me. Which I mean, I think that's money. 
A nigga working at Home Depot can't have this cap of hold. Uh, I just don't see it. <laughs> so <laughs> the um so the um the account ended up going public as a woman named Effie. Her last name was never um Is this Dumois? Uh, so Dumas was the first person, first people to break the screenshots. Yeah, okay. but it ended up being like viral in- immediately. Okay. I saw him on Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, so Effie says that she was 20 when she met um, Army through Facebook, and I'm like, rich people beat through Facebook. Okay, she says that she fell in love with. Rich people beat on Facebook. This, I was like, this is a Don't this is a commoner's playground. Like, what, what are you doing? They like social clubs and shit. That's what I'm saying. Over and don't talk about like some. Um, don't they have like some elite dating app? Like kind of like an insecure when she was trying to meet all them rich niggas. Ryan. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm Remember thinking. I'm going, yeah. Facebook. Um, she said she fell in love with him. He was in the social network. Ooh. So maybe it's playground. Maybe, yeah. maybe there's like an elite. Maybe there's like an elite Facebook that yeah, we don't know about. Maybe it's got to be because what? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you have a timeline like that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me at all. <laughs> um. So she said she tried to dismiss his actions as like a twisted form of love, and that's how he kept his hold on her. She said that he would often test. She said he would often test my devotion to him. Um, and adding that he became increasingly violent. He abused me mentally, emotionally, and sexually, she said. Mm. So she talks about a 2017 incident. This is um, just a reminder of this trigger warning, talking about sexual assault. I thought he was going to kill me. On April 24th, 2017, Army Hammer violently raped me for over four hours. Oh my God. In Los Angeles during which he repeatedly slapped my head against the wall, bruising my face, Effie said. He also committed other acts of violence against me, to which I did not consent. She says that Army Hammer beat her feet so that she couldn't so that she couldn't walk, so it would hurt too much for her to walk. Oh my God. She says she tried to she tried to get away but he wouldn't let me. He then left with no concern for my well being. I was in complete shock. Wow. And um, I think this was a this was a variety article. So her name has been published, but she didn't want her last name to be published, so they left it out. So her, her she's only known as Effie, and the Instagram account that released the screenshots is only known as House of Effie. So nobody really knows who she is. Oh, I see. I think sometimes it's hard for people because, like, even in the story that I'm covering next week, there's a situation where someone was assaulted for several hours. Four hours is a long as yeah time that's a long time because right. i mean like if you really sit still with yourself for 10 seconds that's yeah. a long time right? yeah and that's 10 seconds and yeah. it's like even the science of like how we are aware and experience time mm-hmm. the either the more bored or the less happy you are with what the situation is that's going on the longer that time is like literally because perception is reality mm-hmm. it's like that is a long ass fucking time that's forever yeah. no wonder she thought she was gonna die mm-hmm. <gasps> jesus i can't even i mean even meditating like sitting with yourself for like right. 15 20 minutes right that's it's hard it's very hard so for you to be in this situation when you're being violated for four hours and you don't know if you're gonna come out of it mm-hmm. that's absolutely terrifying and i would never trust anybody ever again So he then left with no concern for her uh, well-being. Um, 
so then there's during the I think she filed a civil suit and they ended up covering uh, messages between her and Hammer, uh, Army Hammer. And he said, I'm not going to be able to engage with you in that specific way right now. It never ends well. We can talk and be friends, but I can't do that. So Army Hammer's attorney says that the screenshots are just one of hundreds between him and Effie, basically saying that like everything was consensual. Effie's own correspondence with Mr. Hammer undermines and refutes her outrageous allegations. As recently as July 18, 2020, uh, she sent graphic texts to Hammer telling him uh, what she wanted him to do to her. Mr. Hammer responded, making it clear that he did not want to maintain that type of relationship with her. But that doesn't mean that he didn't rape her. Exactly. Right. And, th- and that's where they like these lawyers and these publicists, that's what they skirt around in order to, uh, I guess, like manipulate the public opinion. Yeah. Because the average person would see that somebody's violently reacting like R. Kelly did in that art. I'm fighting for my life. And he right. get mad. He crying. But just say you didn't do it. Right. Like, you never like the one thing you're missing out is I'm innocent. I did not do this. It's like, right. This is absurd. How can you believe this is it? Just say you didn't do it. Right. And you can't do it because you know you like. Um so he said, it was never Mr. Hammer's intention to embarrass or expose Effie's fetishes or kinky sexual desires, but she has now escalated this matter to another level by hiring a civil lawyer and hosting a public uh press conference. With the truth on his side, Mr. Hammer welcomes the opportunity to set the record straight. From day one, Mr. Hammer has maintained that all of his interactions with Effie and every other sexual partner for his, for that matter, have been completely consensual, discussed, and agreed upon in advance and mutually participatory. Uh, Effie's attention-seeking and ill-advised legal bid will only make it more difficult for real victims of sexual violence to get the justice that they deserve. And then the LAPD ended up confirming that he was... And being investigated for sexual assault um, February 3rd last year. And then that's the last that, you know, anybody has heard about, like, that case or whatever. Because, I mean, he's fucking rich. Like, his right. family is fucking rich. Something. And um, that's so scary. Yeah. It's really scary what you can get away with when your family has power and when you have money. Right. Yeah. Everything. I mean, they've literally done everything. Yeah. All, the whole list of assault, uh, rape, burglary, burglary fraud laundering mm-hmm. and every i mean this is murder every, this is right yeah leaning sort towards the side of like the conspiracy theories but there's the straw man theory where like basically you know how they say like your social security number isn't a bank is a bank account or whatever right and there's also this theory that like when you commit a crime you so there's like an um, amount of money that's attached to the crime and if you're poor you have to serve it in time Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. Now there, now it is true that you know corrections, um, correction centers or corrections or corp- corporations or whatever they trade stocks. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're trading lives for stocks or whatever. But yeah, that that is real. So like this, that's kind of like attached to it. It's like if you're too poor to pay for the crime, then yeah. But if you got the money, you can just pay some people off and then you can just. Which is why like, the criminal yeah. justice system makes no sense because even if yeah. I am poor and I can't afford to pay for it. If I, if you ruin my whole life financially, that still doesn't solve the issue of why the crime was committed in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah, and if I'm rich, I suffer no consequences. So, like, what is the criminal justice system supposed to serve? Like, what is it supposed to do? What is the purpose? Serve rich people. Yeah. yeah. People at the top. Make sure they still have slaves to, I don't know, make paintings for Victoria's Secret, oh um, build God, furniture Jesus. for Wayfair or whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> whatever companies use prisons, but. Yeah. 
So the uh, so Effie is represented by Gloria Allred. Oh, and, really? Yeah. And black she China's don't, she don't, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Black China, she don't know who represents Black China. That bitch don't play around. I always, she always in the music videos. <laughs> she be out here. She knows how to keep a bag. She and her mom is like an uh, actual like reputable lawyer. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, either. I forget her name. I can look it up right now. Um, she said, "Often famous men select vulnerable women, particularly some of their fans, to use and abuse. Celebrities often make that choice because they may feel that." they can more easily use the power of their celebrity to seduce and manipulate fans who admire or idolize them. All right. Said. They may also count on the fear that many women um, have of speaking out against a celebrity. The public has not been educated on how to view those who engage in BDSM practices. In addition, those who have heard of the BDSM community may already have a negative opinion of those who engage in such practices. Mm -hmm. So she noted that even if adults consent to BDSM practices, they will, they still have the right to withhold consent and other practices. Right. Okay, so I messed it up. Gloria, Gloria Allred is the mom. Mm -hmm. Lisa Bloom is the daughter who's Black China's lawyer. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Because yeah. I thought Gloria Allred was uh, Black China's lawyer too. Mm -hmm. yeah. In the family. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they both but... consulted on the case. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so Gloria Allred is the mom. Well, she gave paid. <laughs> um... And this is the last thing. So she says that part of the problem is that the victim is extremely vulnerable and trusting and is often taken advantage of by sexual predators who know that many of their victims will be afraid to report the crimes against them mm -hmm. for fear of being blamed and shamed and not believed when they say that they did not consent to crimes against them. And to this day, there have been no criminal uh, charges filed against Army Hammer. Wow. No criminal charges at all. And none whatsoever? None whatsoever. And there's still no one who's come forward saying that, like, like filing criminal charges of, like, cannibalism either. So at this point, it just looks like a big fetish to, uh, to the, I guess, like, justice system or whatever. I have really complicated feelings. Not about cannibalism, just around, like, consent or... I guess I have to fully explain it now or else I'll sound like a fucking weirdo. I obviously think cannibalism is extremely bizarre and really gross. I do have questions around like legality. I guess part of it comes from like my belief in agency and autonomy and then also like my hatred of prisons and things like that. So it's like jailing people. There's The story is there's this guy in like Germany or some shit. He was in this chat room and he met this guy his fetish was eating human flesh and the other guy's fantasy was to have someone else consume his flesh. So he like consensually gave the guy some of his flesh to prepare and eat. Oh, okay. Which is illegal. But it's illegal like, to what, cook it or it's illegal to consume human flesh. Okay. But it was consensual and like nobody technically was harmed. I don't know. It's like, obviously, hella taboo. I'm not advocating for it. I'm not saying people should do it or even should be able to do it. I'm just like, I don't know. But does that just like say something about the kind of person who would even be into that? Like, does that make them a bad person? Army Hammer's a bad person. Yeah. He's a fucking rapist. And I believe all rapists are bad people, period. The cannibalism part, I'm like, how would you pursue charges i guess is my question like so what, think, how, what makes sense i yeah. think that charges should be brought up if it's not consensual and that th i think that's where it gets sticky because in 
in that situation, it would have to be like some sort of written consent. Cause that's a little bit more invasive than sex. Yeah. Like that's a lot, dare I say intimate <laughs> than sex. Like, <laughs> dare I say. Um, you know, oh, we kissing, oh, we fucking, you know, doing whatever. Okay, cool. But like to we take eating? a piece of somebody's flesh, like, no, we gotta have written consent for that. Because if you taking me to court tomorrow I'll try to eat you, like bitch. No, yeah. low key we need to have that notarized. Yeah, no, no. I mean no, the preference is that it doesn't happen at all. But <laughs> I'm just asking like in the in the criminal justice system, like what does that even look like? Every time I hear criminal justice system, I'm like, doom, doom. like <laughs> right. I'm the most famous um, I might keep tripping. Hello. Yeah, I don't know because okay. I'm moving my mic around. It's yeah, fine. I think mine is just short. Yeah. But, um, what I was gonna say, I'm I'm with you on the that's bizarre for me. I don't do like blood. I don't do scat. I don't do none of that shit. Yeah. But I feel like if people want to take their kink to the extreme, they, they should be able to. I don't think that speaks to them being necessarily bad people. But it is it is a very very thin line between somebody who wants to do that mm-hmm. and then like somebody who wants to do that. You right. know what I mean? Like. And so it's the same thing with everything else. Like there's people who want to be like paddled and stuff like that. People who want to be with and the people who want to do those things. I mean, that's a, that's a very, I want to say that's a, you, you have a lot of responsibility in that mm-hmm. because it's some, it's some people in the kink community who are toxic as fuck and they just right. want to be somebody else, right. you know? So it's like, like, how do you draw the line? I yeah. think at that point, it's just like, how do you draw the line? So yeah, that's, yeah, it's tough because I mean, even while I was even while I was reading his story, like the stuff that he'd be saying to this is like, I don't know, like going back and forth talking about how he at one point he was like, um, in one of the screenshots he was like, uh, I wanna I wanna cut like a, just a tiny little cut in your wrist and like fall asleep sucking on it or something like that. Ah! And I was just like, ee! but if she was into that, I mean, also Twilight shit, like bitch, that's on y'all. Like, <laughs> I ain't got uh, don't say that to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, definitely don't. don't. But if bitches into that, I love vampires, but no, listen, don't send that my way. <laughs> I don't want vampires to love me. <laughs> <laughs> not, so, like that. not in that specific way, <laughs> right? So yeah, it's it's a. I feel like that's a hard conversation, but definitely necessary. People are talking about like hard kinks because this is it's also the same thing with like consensual, unconsensual, uh, unconsensual sex and yeah. stuff like that. It's just like yeah. hard because there's. There's people who are into that, but then there's people who will take that shit to the extreme and actually harm somebody yeah. without their consent. So then it's like, how do you go about person charges in it? So I appreciate though, even in your content warnings and as you were telling the story, though, defining the difference between like responsible and irresponsible BDS. Because mm-hmm. there are ways yeah. to navigate your kinks responsibility responsibly. There's a community full of like wonderful people who like teach consent and boundaries and like techniques and things like that. And so there's a way to engage those things in, you know, fulfilling, responsible way. But then you have shitty people like Army Hammer who make it difficult to find that community because it adds to the stigma Mm -hmm. that people are just weird and gross and violent and bad. Yeah. Like him. (laughs) Yeah. So now his career is in a free fall, quote unquote. Um, I even saw one headline that says, like, um, Robert Downey Jr. been, like, bankrolling him since he fell off or whatever, yeah. like, taking care of him. But I'm like, you made all that money. I'm, I can't. Let me back up. You, Your family's rich. He said he's in, financially independent from his family, so that kind of makes sense. But also, all these movies that he's been in, I'm like, you didn't save a dime right. from none of that? Like, that's wild. Don't they be playing the social network on FX? Like, yeah. Living in L.A. must be way more expensive than we thought. Like, 
Because y'all living with other movie stars and shit. He probably has expensive habits. Yeah. Yeah. His talent agency dropped him. Of course. Um, (laughs) He was supposed to be in like three movies. They dropped they like dropped him from the projects. I think he was filming a romantic comedy with like Jennifer Lopez. I couldn't see him in that role. He doesn't get romantic. Yeah, he doesn't give no. Romance Can you imagine being J Lo on the set and that news comes out? He I'm like, is. Oh no, Ben, Ben, come get this thing. <laughs> get him right now! Oh my goodness, girl. No. Oh wow. But yeah, that is the um the updated story on the fall of Army Hammer. Who knows what else is going to come out next week? Wow. I'm definitely about to read this um this book. Same. Oh, yeah. And I'm gonna watch that uh documentary. Docu- oh, I'm series. watching that docuseries like a haul. I'm talking about this second it's released. Yeah, I'm very interested in that. Not three AM. I'm logging on the Netflix. Listen. <laughs> you better see me active. I'm like oh. White Mess is my favorite mess. True. Same. But all in all though, I hope the women involved uh you know, are finding peace, finding healing. And I hope they get some financial compensation. Which is part of healing. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Their money feel real good on the wounds. Like, right. You know? <laughs> um, and then also, just like, shout out to Casey Hammer. Oh my God. Yeah. She went through so Feeling fucking much too. with this family. And then to be cheated out of her inheritance, like, I hope, like, this blows up and she's just able to get, like, project after project after project or something. Yeah. 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 These men. These hammer men, oh my god, and they money and they power and the manipulation, and it's just it's too fucking much. I would change my last name if it was hammer, even if I wasn't related to them. Mm-hmm. She, I think she did change it. Well, I don't want to get no more spoiled. So, read the book. <laughs> <laughs> she, that's a, that's a lot of it. I cried. I, it was a, it was a, it was a great book. She did, she did a good job. So, yeah, that's All my story. Right. Wow. Well, what a ride. Very interesting. <laughs> that was a ride. Um, we'll be back with Should This Be a Crime? Should this be a crime? <laughs> was my mic working when I did it? I, I think, so. think so. Oh no. Should we do, try it again? Should this be a crime? Did y'all hear that one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we gotta fix your mic. What is yeah. happening? I have to order a new cord. This yeah. is not cool. No. On my birthday. <laughs> oh. No, it's fine. It's fine. Y'all send the money, so <laughs> can I please have some more, sir? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, should this be a crime? This article is from the Atlanta, Atlanta Journal Constitution. Wow. I need to put on my glasses. Or hold this phone closer to my face. <laughs> um, so, still another McDonald's-involved situation. So, I think we should just cancel McDonald's. No. <laughs> I don't want to. They, they should have been got canceled for them paper fries. Like. What they need to do is pay their uh, employees more. That's true. Um, but the title is, Murder Suspect Calls Cops Over Cold Fries, Then Arrested on Active Warrant. Cold fries be everybody? <laughs> yes, cold fries again. I don't now, I mean, the first story was very wild and I'm very like sad that someone lost their life. Um cold fries from McDonald's though are really, really terrible. No, they're horrible. Like, McDonald's fries are the best fries in the world when they're hot and crisp and fresh out the fryer and you have your mouth fixed for that specific taste. Yeah. Can we go to McDonald's? <laughs> we can. 
But the thing is, you can, and you can't even reheat them. Like once they go cold, they don't come mm, back. Yeah, because they're, they're paper. Not, yeah, true. <laughs> they don't never uh, expire. <laughs> Ew. Remember super super. No, super oh, yeah. size super size my jam. I love that movie. It's so yeah, funny. No. Made, made us watch it in school. That changed everybody. Like, they, just, they just thought that everybody was gonna stop eating McDonald's after right. that, and niggas <laughs> went. So I was get too comfortable. Like, no, super size. Yeah, All right. Double. That person <laughs> made McDonald's look really good. I'm gonna go right, right after mm-hmm. class. Um, okay, so the article was published August 15th of this year. A man called Kennesaw Police last week to complain about cold french fries at McDonald's. When officers arrived, they discovered he had, had, he had an outstanding warrant for failure to, failure to appear in a homicide case in which he is accused of setting a car on fire with a woman's body inside. What? Oh, my goodness. Now, if you know you got a warrant, the last thing you need to be doing is picking up a call that anybody's police. Exactly. <laughs> anyone for anything. If you killed anybody, beat anybody ass, you an abolitionist. <laughs> Immediately. Just you gotta it. be. You don't <laughs> never call the cops. They come to pick you up. <laughs> so Anton Sims, 24, was not happy with his order from a McDonald's on Cobb Parkway and confronted the manager, telling him to, quote, fix my expletive food. <laughs> Fix my gosh darn food. <laughs> Fix my, my freaking food. <laughs> According to a Kennesaw police report. In body camera video, Sims is seen explaining to an officer that he and his fiance were waiting on their food and a receipt when the order was called, but they didn't know their order number due to not having the receipt. Quote, so now our food is sitting there cold, he told the officer. <laughs> so when I come up, I try the fries. The fries are lukewarm, but they're not hot. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> he asked the manager to get some fresh fries instead of a refund, as a refund would take multiple days to appear in his bank account. Fair. The situation escalated to the manager telling Sims to leave the restaurant and not return. Instead, Sims called police, and when they arrived, they spoke with the manager who said Sims shoved food at him and then threw a drink at him. I don't ever want him back here, the manager told the officer. I mean, dude's obviously on probation. Out on bond, got an ankle bracelet on. What? <laughs> Wait, was that a racial profile or did he just I don't know well the race of the manager, but I am screaming. Did this nigga really have an ankle bracelet on in the McDonald's causing the scene that called the police? You broke house arrest to go to McDonald's first of all. You could have you could have went and got you a jerk chicken plate, friend. Oh my god. <laughs> and then you called the police and what was the complaint gonna be? What 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 law did he violate? Something's no, he was high. He was high. He had he was, to, he yeah. had extremely drunk. Uh, during that time office, officers asked dispatch to run everyone's information through state and national crime databases. Damn, that feels strong. <laughs> They must have saw the bracelet. They must have just been aggravated because I know y'all did not call me out here over no goddamn problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's when that's when Sims slowly became agitated after hearing what was being said over the radio and asked multiple times to get into his girlfriend's car. The report states. In the meantime, officers asked Sims to sign a criminal trespass notice. He repeatedly asked what that meant and, and if he was under arrest. Body cam footage shows. Just before he left, Sims asked to see the officer's clipboard when asked to sign, grab it, and walked away saying, I'm afraid of y'all. I just did three years, sir. I'm afraid of y'all, sir. 
Sims had been incarcerated since 2019 before being granted a $275,000 bond in February. You out on a six-figure bond. Like, what the fuck did you do? Wait, this ain't called Parkway? Yeah. Didn't yeah. you try to kill somebody? That's what they said, according to Fulton County Court Records. His active warrant was for not appearing in court after being released from jail. Sims is charged in the October 2018 killing of Adelisa Muratovic, who was shot during an alleged drug deal. Police believe Muratovic, her boyfriend Michael Smith, and another man, Deshaun Flournoy, went to an apartment in Johns Creek to buy drugs from Sims, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution previously reported. Investigators allege the men may have been planning to rob Sims, and at some point, gunfire was exchanged. Muratovic was shot while sitting in the passenger seat of Smith's car, the said, authorities said. Police said Sims then took the car to a Lawrenceville subdivision and set it on fire with her body still inside. It was found in flames around 3.30 the next morning. Sims, along with the Smith and Flournoy, were all charged with felony murder. Both Smith and Flournoy themselves turned themselves in about a month later, but Sims was arrested in Wisconsin in March of 2019. In last week's incident, Sims fled across Cobb Parkway toward the Ellison Apartments on North Roberts Road, according to the police report. A resident then called the police, reporting a man was trying to break into their third-floor apartment, the report states. After a brief foot pursuit, an officer used a stun gun to apprehend Sims as he ran out of the building. He was taken to the hospital for further evaluation before being taken to jail. In addition to his outstanding warrant, Sims was charged with obstruction or hindering law enforcement and criminal trespass. He also was charged with possession of a controlled substance with the intent to distribute after police said they found 31 grams of marijuana in his fiance's vehicle, along with other evidence of distribution. Oh my God. That's like eight crimes at once. What was fun? The list is so long, and I am just still so lost as to why the fuck you would call the police. And say, I'm scared of y'all. If you scared of them, why did you call them? If I would have had on an ankle bracelet, was out on a six-figure bond, no, I had missed a court date, and I got weed in the car, you could slap me in my mouth, call my mother a whore, and try to steal my car, and I'm not calling the police. Exactly. Like, what? So, what? You, you called them over some cold fries. Over cold fries? I know, it, it, there's drugs involved. Drugs yeah, have to be There's gotta be. No. Because wow. there must be a fresh shipment of crack in his veins. <laughs> like, what is, why would you call the police? <laughs> oh my god you could literally could have called anybody else bitch call animal control i don't fucking know like I, yeah. call your the closest mcdonald's and drive there yeah, it's probably down the street right now. <laughs> <laughs> i can't wow oh wow a lot like 20 bad decisions were made in sequence because yeah. when you said call parkway i was like ooh. <laughs> in kennesaw call county you don't, don't want to be calling like what did it say? A man called Kennesaw Police. You call no. Kennesaw Police? The further, so for those of y'all who don't know, the further north you get in Georgia, the more your life is in danger. Yeah, your life is in danger, especially when it comes to the police. Once you get in like North Fulton, Cobb County, that type shit, like don't call the police, don't jaywalk, don't, don't miss a turn. <laughs> don't be there. Kennesaw was literally rated one of the most racist cities in the entire country a few years ago. If I'm not mistaken, it used to be a sundown town, right? It low-key still is unless you're near KSU's campus. Oh my goodness. There's a Confederate store, like a Confederate memorabilia you're store lying. in downtown Kennesaw right I've now. only been to Kennesaw like whoa, twice. I went to KSU for like a, a flash in the pan. I was there for half a second. Yeah. But... 
they are very racist. <laughs> no, and you black, and you got on the ankle bracelet, and you <laughs> you got convicted of murder. Oh, but so goddamn fries! Wow, um, just go to Wendy's. I will say McDonald's, y'all gotta keep the fries hot though. Yeah, y'all are getting y'all you problems. <laughs> you, you know when you serving cold fries. Yeah. You know. You know them shit's been sitting under a heat lamp yeah. for two hours. You know we here for the fries and the spicy Coca-Cola. <laughs> Not the spicy Coca-Cola. The Sprite that put hair on your chest. Right. <laughs> Why is it spicy? <laughs> Why is it? <laughs> I can't do it without laughing. Um, um, it's definitely a crime. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a, first of all, it's a crime to call the police. Yes. It's a crime to call the police with an anchor person off. It's a crime to call the police when you got weed in the car. And your fiance, like, I hope she didn't get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, listen, honestly. And you left her in the McDonald's parking lot, too? Now she got to tell that story. Oh, my boyfriend got locked up in the McDonald's. So she don't got to tell that story. This story all over Instagram. Everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> she don't got to tell a soul. We um, all know. <laughs> it's a crime to call the police when you a nigga. Right. And you out on bond. And you out on bond. After being a, involved in a murder. An expensive-ass bond. You're a drug dealer. <laughs> And you were selling to some white people because it sounded like their last name was kind of Russian sounding. Or uh, the woman, it sounded like it, but I'm not sure about the men. Mm-hmm. Sounds Norwegian, some sort of original white. <laughs> um, yeah, Eastern European. Wow, yeah. That crime. Yeah, Very definitely much. A crime. Yeah, a list of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, punishment. I don't know. A struggle session. <laughs> cold fries. <laughs> cold fries. Now you can eat for the rest of your life. Cold McDonald's fries. Oh no! Take me that's out. Worse than jail. Take me out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let, just, just go ahead and take it out of here. Cold McDonald's fries. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know what you think. You can find us online at I and a Killer Podcast on Instagram. Um, Facebook. I can't and remember. TikTok. And TikTok and Ina Killapod on Twitter. It's it's something like that. <laughs> just, just Google us. Okay. Google now. It's twenty twenty two. Y'all know how to find Y'all can it. figure it out. Uh, we you, you can also listen to us on Apple Music. You can go to Spotify and now you can listen to us on Pandora. Ooh, Ooh yeah, fancy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and anywhere else you can find podcasts. All right, y'all. See you next week. See y'all. Bye. Bye.